Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. This is Reverend Trish Hall. And have you ever started off in some direction or divided or dived into some project and heard a still small voice within ask, what do you think you're doing? I have, and sometimes I, I, I take a nanosecond to repeat the question to myself to see if I know what I am doing in that particular situation. Very often, my internal response is closer to, get out of my way, I'm busy. That busy answer is my humanity reacting to being challenged, not wanting to be confused by what, what, feel, what feelings I really have, and I don't like the feeling of being distracted or to go on detours. It's reminiscent of the old cliche about, I've made up my mind, don't confuse me with facts. This evening, we're going to delve into the powerful world of questioning to reveal what is what an amazing spiritual tool we have built in our being. I'm Reverend Trish Hall, and it is I am the spiritual leader at Center for Spiritual Living Metro. It is my privilege to be the facilitator of this call this evening, and uh, and for that matter, every Thursday evening. So we come together. To encourage individuals to open to their own divinity, to celebrate uniqueness and discover pure potentiality, using Chopra's words. Every week we are here to explore ways to live in to live your spirituality in areas of in all areas of your life. It truly is an art to live full out spiritually, rather than compartmentalize your life. It is a desire to be improved, to empower you. It is our desire to empower you, your awesome, unique, divine, wonderful you, wherever you are, whatever is going on. <clears throat> Excuse me a moment. Sorry, I was going to sneeze, so I thought I'd better leave for a moment. So, back to where I was. It is our desire to empower you to be your to be you, your awesome, unique, divine, wonderful you, just as you are, wherever you are, whatever is going on in your life. Sometimes. Um, this is a comfortable process, sometimes not. Often, oftentimes, those that aren't comfortable, those occasions when we are kind of squished into change or squeezed into change, are more likely to catapult us into new experiences than slow, cautious, comfortable uh, path that is easy and gentle. And uh, that's fine, too. It just takes longer sometimes, and it's certainly certainly those times that are uncomfortable. It depends on how we are talking to ourselves about them. 
if we are saying it's awful or we're saying it's wonderful, then that's our experience. It's kind of like the difference between stress and challenge. When one is feeling stressed, it's because of how we are addressing, how we're relating to whatever is going on. Whereas to be challenged is to take what's in front of us and generate an excitement about the possibilities for solutions, for accomplishments, for being able to jump tall buildings, to do better and greater than we ever have before. In either case, whether it's the slow and gentle or whether it is the cat being catapulted by circumstances into a brand new way of experiencing life, the important piece in there is to trust the process. That was one of my one of my favorite teachers' favorite uh, reminders. No matter what is going on, lean in, don't lean out, don't run away from whatever is in front of you because there is great learning in in what is in front of you. Trust the process. The end result is sure to be greater confidence and greater opportunity. We invite you to bring spirituality to every aspect of your life, to be mindfully you, not just sloppily you. Together we open to the realization that we are all expressions of one divine creator, that we feel the impulsion of spirit and the need to say yes to being spiritual activists, growing individually and supporting all other expressions of the divine. Here on Blog Talk Radio is an opportunity to talk uh, and to be heard to listen, to learn, connect, and understand, improve, and to take action to create and sustain a world that works for everyone. If you have a question or a comment, please press 1 on your phone uh, keypad so I'll see that you have something you want to share. Please give us your name and where you are calling from. So, some, like me, love questions, the topic of the evening. And in many ways, I had to grow into it. I think I was born questioning, asking questions about my surroundings. I drove my mother nuts with why this, why that, or how come was one of my uh, real mainstays. However, I had to grow into the idea of being questioned. Frankly, it took a long time, and I would like very much to be able to shorten your journey to how wonderful it feels to question myself and to be questioned. Some people project their own fears onto anyone who actually invites being questioned. And it's important to know that at one point in my life, I could have won an award for uh, as Defensive Diva, I didn't just have fences, I had full-blown walls, and they were tall ones at that. I had built a really strong association between being questioned and being interrogated, and between being interrogated and being vulnerable. Instantly, the alarms would go off, danger, danger, don't go there, don't let anyone go there. Alan Cohen asked, and I've asked some people since. But Alan Cohen asked, if you were told that, that the truth about you would be revealed for all the world to see, 
Would the prospect excite you or would it frighten you? Your response reflects what you believe the truth about you is. If you believe that you are the conglomeration of all your less than brilliant choices, then the prospect of the world knowing the truth about you can be pretty scary. If your experience includes being the brunt of heavy-handed criticism of those choices, it's even scarier. Egad, the thought of the awful truth would be that it would be dumped out in front of God and everybody is just nigh on to paralyzing. It ties right in with John Powell's book from many years ago about why am I afraid to tell you who I am? Well, the obvious answer for some folks like me back then and for many people I know currently, if you knew about me what I know about me, you wouldn't love me. You wouldn't even like me. You might even throw me away. And so there are a whole lot of people that have that fear. And so they create an image of who they, who they think you want them to be. That, that got a little tangled. When people are not comfortable in their own skin, what happens is they create a persona that they believe to be acceptable to people uh, that they're dealing with. And they may even become a chameleon so that uh, they are uh, different people with different people. So that perhaps the persona that they are at work is not even remotely who they are at home. Or perhaps who they are in their social circles is not who they are at work or at home. And pretty soon they're trying to keep track of all of these different possibilities, all of these different personas, and speak about stress, that's when it becomes stressful because they have lost their connection to, they've lost their conscious connection to their authenticity. They've lost who they really are, that connection to who they really are. And so innately within them, there is this drive to have the truth, to be the truth, to be loved, to let themselves out and yet this fear of being vulnerable, this fear of uh, people maybe not liking what they see or any of those thoughts, what happens is they just wind themselves around in circles. And so this is where the magnificent world of questions, that wonderful, wonder-filled, handiest tool that comes imbued in us comes into play. There are different questioning styles, different, and that's part of why sometimes we fear questions, because questions can run from gentle inquiry to probing, interrogating, destructive. However, ideally, they arrive at challenging, informative, uplifting, empowering. And so where we start is with observation, as with many other aspects of our spiritual path. We must become our own observer. And uh, to create a space in which we we can feel what we are experiencing and stay open to what can be revealed. 
what might be learned from what we are feeling, from what we're experiencing. And so I suggest that you sit with it. You sit with your experience without judging it, just feeling it. Be gracious with yourself and choose not to react, but instead to become a super sleuth. You are the investigator. Make use of the space between the stimulus which triggered the experience or your experience of whatever is going on and the response. Know that you have the power to not simply react, but instead to view that reflex as a huge source of information. Your habitual reactions have been built for a reason. They served you at some time in some way. Bless them and allow them to release you as you release them. Choose what serves you now instead of just reverting to habit of that's the way I've always been. Um, I had someone significant in my life for a period of time who is no longer in part of my life. And his declaration was, well, that's just the way I am. Well, that's sort of saying, hey, I'm stuck and I like it. Or I'm stuck and I'm scared to have it be anything different. And so the way to uncover what serves you now is through the art of questioning, through that powerful technique of questioning. Make use of the nanosecond between that stimulus and the response to assess, decide, and then act. Allow yourself to be flooded with the experience and then inquire. When we're questioning, what's happening is we are asking ourselves to be honest with ourselves. Spiritual inquiry pulls away the clouds that are between you and your divine truth. Going back to Alan Cohen's question about what it would feel what it would feel like if the world was to know the truth about you. What if what we first have to do and what my goal is is to first support you in revealing the truth about to you about you. Many of us have a less than the divine opinion of who we are because we have bought into the set of circumstances instead of being able to step back and really embrace the truth of our being. Once you are comfortable with the concept of this gentle inquiry, of this divine inquiry, then you can start to really use it. So let's start with some questions. Since, human, since humans are naturally curious, imagine that we are launching the most amazing treasure hunt imaginable. You are the treasure, and we are assured that our hunt will be produ- productive. These are divine characteristics that are being revealed. They cannot remain hidden. So where we go with all of this is to ask those heart questions. And so I suggest that you bring to mind some situation in which you may have felt vulnerable. Maybe you didn't like the way you handled something. 
maybe it just didn't, maybe you had high hopes for how it was going to go and it didn't. We've all been there where something seemed like such a really good idea at the onset and the farther we went, the more we wished we weren't going. And so allow the image of that sort of occasion to come into your thought and reconnect with how your body was feeling. Reconnect with what were you saying to yourself? What sort of judgments were going on in your thoughts? And as you are allowing those to come up, then I suggest that you now turn down. In fact, you can imagine just taking the knob on a, you know, on a, an older radio that still had a knob and just imagine turning that knob so that the voice within you, the one that has opinions about what the situation was, just turn it down for a while so that you're not hearing anything from within. Instead, you are feeling. And now turn on a different channel. Maybe change channels on your on your radio chain and open to one in which you are asking questions. And simply start with a very gentle one. What was your original intention? Allow the answer to come to you. Next question, did it go as expected? Feel the difference in your body in response to that question. The next question is, how might you have done it differently had you known in advance it wasn't going to turn out the way you hoped? Do you feel a sense of ease, that ease that comes with, hey, I didn't know, I did my best, and it didn't work out? And that's how simple you can, simply you can transmute even just a basic, even just an encounter. And so, by the way, if you do have questions, simply press 1. I'll know that you are... Uh, wanting to be on the call that you have something to share or something to ask. So we'll come on. We'll go on with other questions as we move along. But one of the important steps in working with the power of questions is embrace yourself. Your questions reveal your gifts and talents, your resilience, your wisdom, your compassion. They also will probably reveal your less thans. And it is important to love all of them, all of you. 
the less less thans as well as the gifts and talents, the resilience, the wisdom and the compassion and all the rest of the wonderful parts of it. And to remember the beauty of your questions revealing less thans is that they reveal myriad ways to make choices and open to new possibilities. If we always got the same feedback or if we always get the same feedback and we never encounter any challenges, then we get stuck. And the nice part of not having any challenges is, I mean, the nice feeling about it, is that then you get a sense that, hey, it's all okay and it um, it isn't an issue. And then we get deeper and deeper entrenched, more and more deeply entrenched in how it has been, and that's habit, and habit goes mindless. The next step, the next focus or next practice is forgiveness. This isn't anything about forgiving anybody on the outside for anything. It's about releasing ourselves from the control that we've granted others or circumstance to mess with our present life. And the most important forgiveness of all is to forgive yourself from the judgments that you've imposed on yourself over things that are now gone by. You can make the declaration to not go into judgment from this moment on, and then you don't have much to forgive. Instead, you only have something to resolve or alter or shift. But if you are, if by chance, you are uh, still dealing with the guilt and the power of prior judgments of yourself. Sit with the judgment, sit with the self-criticism, and ask, how might I have done this differently? And then take the answer and make use of it. Take it and use it. You might inquire about uh, what is your heart feeling about this past thing that you judged yourself so severely for. And give the love and compassion that you would give a small child. Just give it to yourself. And embrace your power because your power is what you are working with here in these questions. And if you want to know more about questions, please do follow the link on our website and contact me. I will be glad to work with you on that. But our, So embrace the power that you have. And so every time you think or feel uh, anything going on, inquire, what is prompting this? What is causing me to go to this place of constriction? What may be going on that is nothing to do with the current circumstance? It's something from my old habitual thought. Okay, so the question is, what do I need to do to just let go of this? To be present in this moment, to be mindful of what's going on right here, right now. And then one of my most favorite questions personally is then, how then shall I live? Knowing that I am a divine being, knowing that I have within me the possibility of greater than I have ever experienced yet up until now. So 
a guy by the name of Addington, uh, who was a great writer from some years ago, said that when he was first learning about uh, spirit in him as him, he got in this conversation with this uh, imaginary friend in a dream, dreamy sort of setting. And the dream in the character in the dream said, I am thou and thou art me. And he said, who are you? And the voice responded to him and said, I am the I am. I am within you. You are within me. And Jack's response was what a lot of us feel, and that is, wow, that would take a lot of believing. And so I'm inviting you to take a lot of believing. You are the divine in expression, and using the power of question, you can burrow into those old past behaviors and do it lovingly and reveal the truth, the magnificent truth of who you are so that you shine your light, your life is better, and the lives of those around you is even greater. The world mirrors what's going on in your consciousness. Souls bring your best with you. And please join us. Excuse me. Um, I looked at the clock wrong. Excuse me. I was rushing and I shouldn't have. Uh, the world mirrors uh, your consciousness back to you in all forms. And so as you are looking in that mirror, in as you are looking in the world, then uh, you get to choose your perspective. You get to look at how you want to look in the world, how you want to perform in the world. And then as part of the gratitude or part of the questioning process, you get to bring into it gratitude. Gratitude that you have the opportunity to, to question. Gratitude that you have the opportunity to choose. Gratitude that you have the opportunity to shift how you are in the world. And between the power of question to reveal what is going on in your life and the power of gratitude to supercharge your journey, then you have everything you need to make big shifts. You have everything you need in order to live the life that you would love to live. And the tools are there for you. And so we're going to conclude this evening with a reminder that Centers for Spiritual Living Metro uh, sponsors the Art of Living Spiritually blog talk radio show every week. We invite you to be you with us. On Sundays, we meet at 10 a.m. at the Arlington Arts Center, 3550 Wilson Boulevard, Arlington, and check us out on the web at uh, cslmetro.org to find out what else we are featuring, like meditation with Himalayan singing bowls once a month, and peace ceremonies, and much more. So go to the web and check us out. We also find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. So uh, if you have a, oh, I see someone has a question. Just a moment. Yes. I, 
welcome. Yes, thanks so much for taking my call. And so you are your name and where you're calling from? It's Jay coming from Canada. Oh, that's the 780. Did you call in last week? Uh, maybe I did. Or I think I did. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, because I couldn't place the 780. Uh, what's your question or comment? Uh, it's in regards to you're talking about spiritual practice, practicing? Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, uh, I uh, completed a seven-month yoga intensive, and uh, that was really a clear cutting for me because i never done anything that intensive like that before. And uh, one thing I had to do when, when I was doing the spiritual practice is that I think we live in an instantaneous expectation environment now uh, that people want everything right now and, and, uh, and it's got to be perfect and stuff like that. And what's happening is that it diminishes your, your ability to continue on with it. Um, and I find that when you're spiritually practicing stuff, that it's actually for the long term, not the short term. So don't get stir- discouraged if these bumps along the way, uh, you know, stop you in some sort of way from moving forward. But it's there to make you realize that maybe you got to work on something. So, And I find that uh, when people are are dabbling in this stuff, too, is that they really have to focus on on stuff that will make them move forward and, and something they enjoy in the spiritual practice. So, I, go ahead. Oh, I just was going to say, I, I thought you hesitated for a moment. I was going to say, I absolutely agree. Go on. And I, and I feel that, that uh, for men and women, it's, it is always... There's always different ways, I think, doing it. From Women do it different from guys and vice versa. So when you're spiritually practicing stuff, um, I feel that that there's a lot of resources. And I, I like the Tony Robbins thing. There's, there's a lot of resources for people to, to grasp, whether it's on the Internet or, or groups and things like that. But when it comes to actually being... Um, moving forward with it is about resourcefulness. And that, you said it's so elegantly and is that having the creativity to to do something with those resources and uh you know determination and and uh tenacity discipline and i think the discipline is really really key because we're moving in that period right now of transition like for example we're in like a ending year right now which is a nine year in numerology and then going to beginning year which is basically the unknown so when you when you start practicing this stuff when you start practicing this stuff, that unknown will be actually a little bit more clear than being totally dark. I uh, wish we had more time because I love your bringing up the unknown because truth is we're always living in the world of unknown. We never know what is uh, what is next. We sort of delude ourselves into thinking we know what's next. But what's so beautiful about it is in that unknown, uh, in that unknownness, uh, we have this power to use the question of what is here for me? Mm-hmm. And then sit with it and listen. Listen deeply. What is What is here in that unknown for me? And so I suggest that you might want to play with that question. 
and I am so sorry that we are out of time. And I hope that you will come back next week. Uh, whoops. I We might be posting that we won't be here next week because unless I find a substitute, uh, I will be traveling next Thursday night. Uh, but I will post that. And then if I don't have someone to cover for me next week, we will uh, definitely be back in two weeks. And so thank you so much for calling in. And I love your I love your insights. Thank you for sharing them. And so that concludes us for this evening. Thank you again. Good night now.